2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. Come on by and see us. We're in Draper, although they have two locations. They have one in Sugarhouse as well. But we're at the one at 121 East, 123rd South, pretty much just east of the freeway off 123rd South, right next to the Goodwood Barbecue and the Cubbies. You'll see the Zone van right out front, easy to get to. They've got great uh, Zone specials going right now, $25 for cryotherapy, $75 for the IV drip, $49 for hyperbaric oxygen treatment. So come check them out find out how you can uh, feel a little bit better 121 east 123rd south or maybe even a lot better sounds good to me we're going to talk to tanner mangum coming up here momentarily uh checking in on the baseball game which is going on right now gordon uh the astros have a two nothing lead over the yankees they're in the top of the fifth there's one out but they just resumed play after the home plate umpire took a uh, I guess a foul ball yes. into the chest, and uh, it had to go to
0: the hospital. And yeah, that was scary. I mean, that's uh, those guys put themselves. I'm, really, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Jerry. I am too. That was kind of my first thought because they're they're
2: back there, and you see some of those foul balls. I mean, they're they're coming.
0: So now they're going to switch the umpires around, and they're going to leave one section of the field un- Umpired, no
2: left field um, field umpire, I guess, and the guy from second base went uh, to behind the plate.
0: And this is something that uh, umpires, Austin can probably speak to this. He has umpire training that uh, you know, under, in a lot of circumstances, umpires don't have a full set of of uh, of colleagues, uh, you know, uh, uh, refereeing if that's officiating games, and so they make do with what they have, a smaller number. And I'm sure they can handle this, right? Umpires wouldn't make any mistakes. Never. No. Nor would NFL
2: referees. How common? Unless you uh, watch Monday Night
0: Football. How common? Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. Austin, how often does this kind of thing happen? Uh, You know, it happens from time to
3: time. That gear is pretty protective. But when you're talking 98 mile pitch off of a bat that turns into 130 plus and it hits you in the face, you're going to be dazed. You're going to be out
2: for a little while. Yeah, you would think so. All right, let's uh, switch gears and talk a little college football. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line, get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Making his weekly appearance on the show, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum on the big show. What's up, Tanner? How are you? Good.
4: What's up, guys? Hey, just, just wanted to offer my opinion. I saw something earlier this season – in minor league baseball, they had a uh, a computer umpire calling the uh, calling the strikes, and, and uh, it was yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Pretty cool. So could could be seeing that in the near future.
2: Hmm. You know, I I may be in the minority on this, and I know that uh, the calls in the NFL are are a big deal today, and I know that that technology exists for baseball, but I. Uh, even though we complain about calls all the time, I like the human element of refereeing. In fact, I'd like to get rid of replay. Let's just go on with the ref's call and move you on, like, and move like on with our lives. Games are way too long, and the replay doesn't guarantee they're yes. going to get it right anyway. That is true. So let's just let's go with their call and move on with our
0: lives. Uh, but the problem with that is in this day and age, now that the, there is so much... Uh, area for people to contribute to the discussion, that people would go berserk if a bad call happened and there was no recourse. They're going berserk now. I know, but it would be even worse because you know, how many times, Tanner, in your career, I mean, I don't know what percentage uh, of uh, plays you saw where a flag was either reversed or or, uh, changed in some way or another. You know, it happens sometimes, but... If there was no recourse, then I think people would lose their minds.
4: I agree, and I think with today's technology, I think I think you got to take advantage of it. I see your point about having remaining, you know, keeping a human element involved, but at the same time, I, I kind of support getting it as as correct as you can. Yes, of course, there's still error, but with the help of technology, it makes it a little bit better.
2: Tanner, we, uh, we certainly can get into the, the gloom and doom of what a loss to uh, South Florida means for BYU, but I want to start with the quarterback specifically with you. That, of course, is your expertise, and I thought that uh, I thought Jaron Hall played pretty well until he had to leave the game, unfortunately, and I thought Baylor Romney, now he didn't you know, get the game-winning play, but I, I actually thought he looked pretty, uh, pretty good as well.
4: No, I I I'm totally with you. And I I think most people who watch the game would agree with you that Jaron did a great job stepping in and making plays. You know, I, it kinda of took a while for them to get rolling and to kinda of find some momentum, but it all came with his legs. Once he started getting creative and and creating plays and, and extending plays and, and and you know, honestly I feel like he could have ran all over them. Had he had he chosen to or had the coaches maybe implemented a little bit more um, of that into into the offense I think he could have who knows ran for you know 100 plus but he did a good job he 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 managed the game well he did well and then and then like like you said Baylor I was surprised I was I, I didn't expect him to come in I I didn't even know he was the third string and I think the commentators alluded, alluded to that as well that on the depth chart Joe Critzlow was listed third but then Baylor came in and and To his credit, marked the team down the field, and and I I don't put that entire uh, ending of that drive on him. I think a lot of that came down to some of the play calling, and they kind of got away from what they did that got them down there to that point. They drove down the field. Baylor made some good reads, some good throws, but then once they got down to the red zone, kind of got away from that. And I think that's that's partly, you know, that's that's a, a team effort there. But overall. Quarterback play was not tragic, but the game overall, the loss itself was, and I think that's a lot of that comes down to other factors. But as far as the quarterback play, I I think you know it's it's especially from from a second and third stringer, you know, not not a lot more you can ask for from those guys.
0: Tanner, if you had seen the first quarter uh, and then had been informed after that quarter that BYU was going to lose that game, you probably wouldn't have believed it. Uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, And the way South Florida was able to run the ball against BYU, man, what can be done about that halfway through the season?
4: Well, you know, this I think it's the same tale of the tape versus Toledo and USF. If you if you look at the tape. If you look at the personnel, you watch the first quarter. You look at the uh, the talent differential. You look at just even the, even the size and how the game starts. Man, you'd think BYU would just be able to completely dominate and manhandle the opponent, and and we we would like to think so. With all that uh, you know, with all the high hopes that we have going into every season, one would hope that we could take down opponents like this, especially these you know these opponents who rank towards the very bottom. Um but I guess when you look at the stats, our defense ranks towards the very bottom you know our, our rushing uh yards per game is one hundred and twenty third and it's it's killing us we're just getting gashed and and it's tough it's a combination of things i i a lot of it is injuries if you look at the guys who are playing in in uh in the game it's guys who haven't played much defense at all. Uh, It's guys who switched over from offense, guys who were just getting familiar with his new positions. You don't really know exactly what they're doing, and and in the end, we ended up looking outmatched. But towards the, you know, towards the uh, at the start, it didn't look that way. But then, man, it just it 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 got to the point where it it was almost embarrassing how easily USF was running over the BYU defense.
2: Is this kind of a surprising development to you? Because I I think you hit the nail right on the head, Tanner, in in stopping the run. Gordon and I talked about it a lot. I mean, it's hard to win football games when you just get run over, and that's what what happened there in the second half. But is this a a surprise to you? Because some of those BYU teams you were on were incredibly stout up front and incredibly good against the run. Going back to the Broncos teams, stout up front, good against the run. I'm surprised because I'm not used to seeing BYU get run over.
4: I'm, I'm just as surprised as surprised as you are, and and I and I would say most of Cougar Nation feels the same way. But man, it's you know whatever it comes down to, this is it just can't happen, you know with with the well, with you know with with the goals that this program has, with the direction that this program wants to go. Uh, losses like this hurt a program. It, it affects recruiting. It affects um, confidence of the players. It affects the energy and enthusiasm of the players. Of, of course, you know guys are going to rally each other up, and they're going to really fight to, to to bounce back. But there's no, you know, it's it, it's tough to deal with a loss like this. And and, and so I don't know what it is. I don't. I, you know, I don't have the silver bullet. That, you know, I'm not a, a defensive coordinator, but it, it comes. A lot of it comes down to, to tackling as well. You know, a lot of a lot of missed tackles. And then they're not creating any pressure. And you look at the difference. You look at USF's defense, um, the the, the tackles for loss, the six sacks they had on Jaron, and then on BYU's side, completely uh, the opposite. No tackles for loss, no sacks, or maybe, maybe one tackle for loss, no sacks, just completely lacking in pressure and and that's not what BYU is about. And, and those defenses you mentioned with Bronco and even in 2016 when the our our, our defense was was pretty stout, we created uh, BYU created pressure. And and it, it it was solid in tackling. But then you know, these these past few games, you know, this three-game losing streak go on, I think the defense has been exposed and and it's led to three really tough losses against Washington, maybe a little bit understandable. But Toledo and USF, that's those are, those are hard ones to bounce back from.
0: What did you think, Tanner, about uh, Kalani Satake's reaction to uh, the loss? He essentially pointed the finger at himself, said the coaches need to, to do a better job, that he needs to do a better job. Do the players buy into that? They know where they screwed up, right? I mean, Or is that a good move on his part to motivate those players to, so he doesn't lose them, so they'll stay attached I, to him, that they'll fight for him?
4: I think that's exactly what it is. I think you know it's, it's a it's it's a great p r move and he he's done that a lot he's, he's done that before and you know other losses and he, he you know he cares about his players and wants doesn't want to you know no coach i don't think any coach is going to put the blame on their players no coach yeah maybe, you know maybe some might, but I'd say the vast majority are going to take the blame upon themselves, but I think it goes both ways the players will say the same thing and you know it's 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 good for press it's good for the p r but when it comes down to it. The bottom line is, there's there's a disconnect between the coaches, and the players. There's frustration between the two groups, and when 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 the going gets tough, sometimes fingers start getting pointed. Sometimes blame gets tossed around, and maybe it's not all the way public. It might just be between a few people here and there. But this this is a frustrating time, you know, to, to be two and four at this point, backs up against the wall. You know, odds. To, you know, to to be able to make to make it to a bowl now, they're going to really have to you know, step it up. And this isn't a fun place to be, and and not where they expect it to be. And so, I think there's going to be frustration both ways. Coaches are going to take the blame and understand that they can coach better. Players are going to understand that they got to play better as well. But you know, either way, it's 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 not exactly the happiest of times in those locker rooms and those those team meetings.
2: Tanner Mangum with us on the Big Show, uh, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the zone. Uh, you mentioned getting bowl eligible and just looking at that pathway, uh, Tanner. You, you see the in, in November you've got Liberty, Idaho State, and and at UMass, and I would think those are all very very winnable games regardless. BYU should be heavily favored, but the other three now to get bowl eligible they'd have to win one of these. Uh, To get to seven wins, obviously, they'd have to win two. You're looking at Boise State this Saturday, uh, then November 2nd at Utah State, and then finishing out the season at San Diego State. Just how much – I mean, how hard is that road going to be?
4: Extremely hard and extremely unlikely. To be able to beat Boise State, Utah State, and San Diego State, that's going to be tough, especially – if uh, you know if, if these, these injuries loom and backups are playing and 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 if things continue the way they're going, if the defense continues continues to get gashed, that's going to be hard to beat to beat those teams. You know, I, I Boise State is a, is a great team, and and that's going to be that's going to be a tough one to win. And Utah State, the, the strides that they've taken these past couple of years, the program that they've built, it's a hard road, and and. I, I think you know, the, like you mentioned, the Liberty, Idaho State, UMass. Yeah, they, they they have to win those games, and I th- you would think that they could pull those off, but man, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for for BYU to uh, to be able to make make this bowl game, and 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 I think then that that that's gonna raise a lot of questions. You know, what's gonna happen? What's the future of the program? What's what's administration gonna be thinking? You know, what, what are the, what's the coaching situation gonna look like? There's gonna be some you know, some hard questions to answer, and, and but I think it's necessary. I think it's going to be important to take a good, hard look at the mirror, the administration, coaches, players themselves, to look at the mirror and think, okay, like, what do we need to do? What do we need to change? Because this is not acceptable. This is not where we want to be. This is not where the program needs to be headed. And so I think this is going to be uh, one of those eye-opening seasons that's going to you know, create a lot of conversation.
2: All right, Tanner. I have I have a, a small solution, or at least a little something that they can do uh, that would help. And I, I would think that would be getting Gordon on board to coach the quarterbacks, because if you listen to him, he could really spin it back in the day.
4: <laughs> Ooh, I, I I don't know if I could. Uh, man, I would. I actually would love to see that though. That'd be that'd be actually actually a fun little maybe like a marketing gimmick. Get some of the local reporters, local media, to go in. To, uh, to local teams, to BYU, Utah, Utah State, and spend uh, a few days working as a position coach. Breaking down film, going through drills in the practice field—that that could be that could be fun to watch.
0: What do you think, Gordon? I, I think you can make an impact. I think I'm far too optimistic a person. I'd probably uh. talk happy talk the whole time <laughs> and not really face the real issues. The first thing I would say is, look, I didn't recruit
4: any of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens. Coaches say that when they come into a new program. <laughs> oh, that's pretty brutal. That is pretty.
0: Brutal. I would admit, man, that, that's tough. Tanner, you know some of the guys on this team uh without mentioning anybody by name how miserable what's the misery index from zero being completely happy and 10 being just horribly horribly distressed where where,
4: what number would you put Uh, it i mean uh, everyone's different everyone handles the situation different but i'd say it's close to an eight or nine Mm -hmm. i know guys are frustrated i know guys are really upset and disappointed with how the season is gone and, and, and just thinking about what could have been, what might have been, um, you know, you, you just you start to you know, it, it creates some bickering, it creates some, some inner frustration and some, some frustration amongst amongst the groups. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, some, some fingers start to get pointed, and but you know, it's, at the same time, though, they're get, they're going to keep working. You know, they know they know what they have up against them. They know they have a tough road, and they've really got to buckle down. Um, you know, nothing that any of us says or any, any former player says, or former, you know, a, a, an analyst. No matter what anyone says, they know what they have to do. But, like I said before, they're not exactly happy, and that misery index, as they say, is is pretty high.
2: Tanner, thank you very much. As always, we look forward to our conversations each and every week. Keep up, keep up the good work, man.
4: Hey, appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, yeah.
2: thanks, Tanner. All right, that was uh, Tanner Mangum. We'll get that conversation up at twelve eighty zone dot com and wherever you find uh, podcasts. Always enlightening talking to Tanner.
0: I wasn't sure I really liked that laugh out of Tanner when you suggested that when I you said I could spend it back in the day. You know, I mean, well, I just I think he had the
2: same reaction that well Brody would have if we were to tell him the very same thing, or 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 Zach or Dash or or Austin or. Anyone? Uh, really, anybody?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I'll. Uh, thanks for
0: putting me so in just, my place. Just I appreciate that. Just let Tanner that. off the hook.
2: That's what. <laughs> that's all we're. That's all we're really trying to do. We we all believe that Gordon could spin it back at the day. Way back. And how about this? Brody joins us uh, now because we're hanging out at Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. Uh, you might be able to help Gordon get back to spinning it again, right?
5: <laughs> no, he's
2: not a miracle worker. <laughs> Let's get Gordon back to winging that pigskin around. I really like to try
5: to underpromise
2: and overdeliver.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, but no, you guys are, are here to help everybody feel, feel better and, and have a number of different ways to do it.
5: Yeah, that's right. We really built this place for not just the lead athlete or the celebrity uh, or the biohacker, which you've seen do cryotherapy. It's really for everybody. And that's kind of our mission to make these modalities available and affordable to everybody.
2: You know, I, um, uh, LeBron is not the most popular guy on this particular show today. <laughs> uh, but if you read into it, it is amazing what he invests in his body. And it, it makes a lot of sense because that's how he makes his living and everything. But it's, it, that stuff is available to us who should be taking care of our bodies as well.
5: Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of us kind of um, believe that aches and pains are normal. And being in pain is just something that we have to deal with as we age. And that's just not really true. And so here at Restore, um, we really built the place for helping people feel better. Like what you said, it, it's really pretty simple. The challenge is that inflammation um, really prevents us from living our life um, and doing things that we uh, once used to love or, or want to accomplish and achieve. And so um, that's who we kind of built this for is, you know, cryotherapy, if you can make it part of your routine and lifestyle, you can, um, you know, get back to doing the things that you love to do. Whether that's gardening or whether that's playing ball once a week or doing a half marathon, whatever it is, you know, inflammation can prevent you from doing those things that you love to do. And, and so we're here to kind of help you um, give some tools to be able to do that.
2: And if you know, ibuprofen is a you know, it, it helps and with inflammation and those sorts of things, but it, it can have some side effects that that aren't so good.
5: Yeah, we're seeing a lot of long term really big massive you know damage on your organs over time with ibuprofen use long term
2: and so you can come uh, check out these different treatments, but the, the cryotherapy especially helps with that inflammation. Yeah,
5: it does. Um, definitely for everybody. There's no downside, um, and we're making it you know available, good, good options in Draper or Sugarhouse, and uh, pretty affordable as well.
2: All right. To find out more information, restore.com or call 385-255-CRYO. That's 385-255-CRYO. They have great uh, deals for Zone listeners right now, $25 for cryotherapy, $75 for the IV drip and $49 for the hyperbaric oxygen treatment. Brody, thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Don't forget, Bowler drops by at the five uh, top of the 5 o'clock hour, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: This is DJ and PK. Frank Dolce. I think the best thing that happened to Tyler Huntley is Andy Ludwig showed up at the University of Utah. It feels like he's completely aligned with the way that Coach Ludwig is managing the offense. It's just a really good combination of a guy who's had to struggle at the quarterback position and try and figure it out and then having the right guy land at the right time in his career and everything came together. There's a really good understanding of what the offense wants to do and what Tyler Huntley is being asked to do all of those guys are being coached really well and clearly they're executing the game plan very well. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: 75 and 1280 The Zone. Shout out to Jeremy, who came by and visited us. Thanks for doing it, Jeremy. We appreciate you. We're live today at Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. Come see us 121 East and 123rd South, just uh, east of I-15 on 123rd South. Very easy to get to. Want to remind you about Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle service, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you are away diamond airport with the best rewards program in utah only airport valet service in utah park ride and save just off i-80 and redwood road diamond airport parking bowler joins us at the top of the five o'clock hour not sports report coming up in about 10 minutes Woo. but real quick gordon and i'm gonna i'm gonna blindside you with a question that i don't think you could uh, responsibly answer but i'm going to ask you anyway swing the hammer Do you think the decision has already been made about Coach Satake and there's nothing that he can do? Or do you think that he still could salvage a contract extension out of the BYU
0: season? Okay, this is what I think about that. I think Tom Homo has inquired inquired about possible availability. But Are we talking about tampering here, Gordon? No, I'm talking about tampering. One man's tampering is another man's <laughs> dinner.
2: But a, a friend it, of a friend bumped into a friend of a friend at church, and uh, you, you know, you, you, you never know
0: when you're going to run into people. You know what? The darn small world. I, I, but, I'm but I do. But, I get what you're saying. But I do believe. Oh, do that you live here? Huh. I, I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the decision has been made, no.
2: Because I, I, I like you have been hearing some things about maybe, maybe
0: some conclusions have been reached. I'm not sure that the conclusions are there, but let's say that if the Cougars went out, uh, is anybody really going to clamor for that? No or not so i don't think it is if, if a conclusion has been reached it can be erased as well i agree but sometimes but not always because i remember the clamoring surrounding
2: ron mcbride when he was let go there was oh, a
0: loud me. clamor believe me
2: i know all about that. You remember the clamor <laughs> and uh the clamor was ignored and it you know it looks like that decision was made prior to you know that final whistle of that final game
0: well, there may even have been actions taken that may have facilitated a grease of skids even more. But we and we're really back to tampering to, again. We don't really need to get into that. But, but you get what I'm saying, so uh, not yeah, always. Yeah, I mean. I, but I don't think that's the case here. I, I, I think this team, if this team comes together and plays great football for the rest of the year, I, I think I think Kalani is in a position where he could uh, regain Momentum and enthusiasm from administrators and could get an, ex- an extension, whatever happens, you don't want to go into the last year of a contract without that as a lame duck that there's no real purpose in that
2: and I don't think I don't think BYU's going to do that
0: yeah I, I think if they move on they move
2: on after that this year and that's not breaking news obviously okay,
0: so how much of what's going wrong do you dump in Kalani's lap? See, I'm on the record as thinking he's the right man for the job. But I got to admit, it's gotten, that position has gotten a little more tenuous over the past couple of weeks. I agree. And you asked me, and we can get
2: into what's his fault and what's not. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that it doesn't matter. I mean, you heard Kalani taking, talking about, you know, how it's my responsibility. And, and you know, we, you asked Tanner about it. And there is a, a PR aspect to it. But actually, it's really true. Well, at the college level, the
0: coach is the one that spearheads the the recruiting. Uh, He can't blame a general manager for lousy players because he's the one who's been in charge of bringing in, even at BYU, after three years, it should be moving in a more positive direction. And whether you believe those recruiting services or not, whether you think it's just a bunch of malarkey, uh, BYU's has been kind of in the dumps in that regard. They've been down around 70th in the country and and the results on the field kind of reflect that
2: well and you heard tanner talking about how they're taping together a defense which with a bunch of guys who have moved positions and yeah. on and on and and yes the the head coach uh, absolutely bears responsibility but really bears responsibility for everything so if if the program is not at the level that um you expect it to be at that certainly is the coach's that's the coach's fault. Now I'll we, agree with that, but
0: do you, do you, did you expect BYU to lose these last two games? No, but I mean, they're, do you think so? So here's my question: Nobody expected. that. I'm sure Kalani didn't expect that. But if they rally now, let's say they beat, they win two of the three next games, uh, that would be a major accomplishment. And then they have the three automatic victories. If there's a slip with any of those teams, then uh, then somebody throw Kalani a life raft. Because that if he loses to Liberty, Idaho State or UMass, uh I don't then conclusions might start to be drawn. Absolute ones. Well I think even now well, here's the thing.
2: You you can point out excuses for BYU. Yeah. South Florida you ended up with your third string quarterback in that game eventually. You lost your best player on offense earlier in the season. The defense is taped together because you've had issue issues with in, injuries. I mean, look at uh, your boy uh, Zane Anderson, yeah, who, who you great wrote, athlete and, and you wrote a great column on before the season how this was uh, you know looking very hopeful for that, and I'm just using him as mm-hmm. an example. I mean his season was basically over before it began. So, I mean, there's there's all sorts of you can point to the missionary program. And is this really Kalani's team? Because it's different at BYU where they you need a couple of years to get more players in. And maybe Bronco saw the writing on the wall and just how thin things were going to get for a little while. And that's part of the reason he left. I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole four days. But, but Kalani, the truth is, Kalani's
0: is it, in his fourth year now.
2: But the truth is, it doesn't matter. Well, you, you say it's it's. It's fair to uh, give a coach three years. Well, you think if you want to think about it uh, from a mission standpoint, this is really kind of Kalani's second but,
0: year. But, but Yeah, but still, you look at the direction the program is going. And I think Kalani, I think he is a, a good man for the job. I do. But if, if, if the wheels spin off, then how can I defend
2: that? Well, the, I guess that's what I'm saying is all this stuff that I'm bringing up, and if we want to go dive down that rabbit hole, we can. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well,
0: if the, yeah, if, but the, the, maybe the wheels won't spin off. The, the wheels a, are not completely. I mean, they're, they might be. <laughs> these last two losses are. Some they're spin. bad. Yeah, but but the wheels can be reapplied. You know what do you call those things that you used? Lug nuts. Yeah, you spin those things back on. You know. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that thing called that spins them?
3: Or if you're Gordon, you call AAA. They come and spin them.
0: <laughs> like a like a wrench? Oh, well, like the electric things, you know, the power tool it spins those lug nuts back on. I mean, you're talking about like a you know pit for a NASCAR.
2: Yeah, and like what do they call those air guns? Well, the, the, I don't know,
0: Austin. Do you know? Like you guys a, don't know either. Not, a hydraulic wrench or something. I don't. A what? A hydraulic wrench? Isn't is that, that it? is that what it's called? I draw. You know, you power those things back on. You've never maybe, changed the tire in your life, maybe, have you? Yeah, I have. Uh, but Kalani's got that thing. He's got that thing in his hand, and he can spin those lug nuts back on because right now they're wobbling. Who was president when you did? <laughs> back in the day. I mean, but that, I didn't. I didn't pull the glossary Impact out wrench. and learn all the freaking names of every tool. Was it Jimmy Carter? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a little while. Nixon? <laughs> William Howard Taft. <laughs> we're not going oh,
2: we're man. we're not going all the way back to LBJ. Uh, no. I don't
0: think so. But uh, but 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 <laughs> you know what do you call it? A hydraulic wrench? <laughs> impact, impact wrench impact wrench impact <laughs> wrench? You better spin those lug nuts back on, Kalani. I mean, I don't care how fair it is, how unfair it is. I don't care if you hit the biggest pothole in the world. Just just power those things back on. And that's what he's talking to his team about right now. But even I, who am on the record, is believing that he is the right man for the job. I can't defend if, the, if those wheels, if he's stuck on the side of the road and they're just sitting there. Who can defend it? He can't defend it. He knows that. And that's why he's doing everything he can to get this thing. Scooting in the other direction now. Join DJ and PK this Friday the uh, 18th, or excuse me, Friday the 18th from 7 to
2: 10 a.m. at Murdoch, Hyundai, and Murray, 4646 South State Street. More coming up next live from Restore, Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. Check them out, restore.com, or call 385 255 Cryo. That's 385 255 Cryo. Bowler joins us at the top of the fo- uh, 5 o'clock hour. Quick non Sportsport next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
1: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
3: When I think about Utah going out, performing at a quality level, their focus now is really, really good. They never let their foot off the gas. They are playing with that New Year Six conference championship type mentality that you want to see them have. I- Utah now, it's its one thing to be that team that can play at a high level. It's another thing to do it with regularity, and I get the feeling that Utah is going to be that team. Tyler Huntley, 11 for 11 in the first half. There you go, man. He is just playing the best football he's ever played. And it's at the right time with the right coordinator in the right uh, scenarios for Utah to go out there and I think have a special run the rest of the way.
1: Yeah.
3: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to
1: noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: show 97.5 and 1280 the zone live from restore hyper wellness and cryotherapy thanks for making us part of your day it's time for a quick not sports sport brought to you by the lhm used car supermarket over one thousand used vehicles and inventory shop online at lhm
0: gordo where are we going today uh we are going to the vote uh to the nominees for the rock and roll hall of fame okay they uh, that, that's going to be announced, I believe, tonight in maybe just an hour or two. If I'm not mistaken, that's all, what I thought I heard. Let me get your opinion. These are the current nominees, okay? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, the Doobie Brothers, Motorhead, is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. The Notorious B.I.G., Biggie. Soundgarden, T-Rex, Thin Lizzy, and Whitney Houston, Depeche Mode, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Nine Inch Nails, Rufus, featuring Chaka Khan, and Todd Rundgren. I love it when you call me Big Papa. So, which of those would you think deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall?
2: Oh, I mean, all of them have, are certainly accomplished in the music industry. I mean, are you asking me for my personal taste?
0: Do Biggie and Whitney fit into the category of rock
2: and roll? Um, Maybe not comfortably, but I, I think they may maybe change the name of that to the Pop Music Hall of Fame or something along those lines. Because why not include? I mean, music icons like that, even if they're, you know, what what is the strict definition of rock and roll? Does is it like back in the old days where if the beat comes on 2 and
0: 4 instead of 1 and 3 that's the <laughs>
2: definition of rock and roll i mean what's your what's your definition
0: oh i don't know besides I mean, you'd have to say that biggie probably had some influence on on music of the day say it that way right i think uh, in order to get in you're supposed to the criteria is uh, unquestionable musical excellence and talent and uh, it must have made a quote significant impact on the development, evolution, and preservation of rock and roll. So, which of those, uh, any of those names, uh, ring ring uh, your bell? Yeah, they all seem fine. I guess all I, of them. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I'm not that familiar with some of
2: their work, but I would imagine if they're nominated, they did something worthy of it. I don't know. Who are you canceling out? Uh... I mean, Depeche Mode <laughs> didn't really do it for me, but they uh, What about the
0: Doobie Brothers? Should they be in there? Absolutely. Love the Doobie Brothers. The Doobies, I think uh, Biggie, uh, Soundgarden. Sure. Pioneers of what, grunge? And uh, Judas Priest. <laughs> yes. Sure. Motley Crue wasn't even
2: nominated. Are they in already? No. Well, it's only a matter of time.
0: Well, oh, that's who i go with. Uh, nine Inch Nails? I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Well, here's uh, your doobie for the day. <laughs> Austin, do you have an opinion on this?
3: I have no problem with any of them getting into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely that's none. Uh, starting with Soundgarden. Very, very, very underrated. Very underrated.
0: Yeah. What well, may be the best Hughes voice Man?
3: in rock music history. May he rest in
0: peace. Hmm. All right, well, we'll see who gets in. I think the announcement's coming uh sometime soon here, so we'll we'll see i a lot of people think the Rock and roll Hall of fame is just sort of a political thing that you know that uh you know how it is with these awards. a lot of people yeah. think that they're they're politically motivated one way or another, and they don't want. You know, they they shy away from the real extreme groups. But, uh, you know, I suppose there are some bad boys who are in the hall already. Come on down and see us. We're at Restore
2: Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy, 121 East, 123rd South, right off of I-15, just east right by the Goodwood Barbecue and the Cubbies. Come see us. We still have some jazz gear for you. And Brody joins us once again. And, Brody, you're just helping our listeners feel better.
5: That's it, man. Pretty simple.
2: You've got some. Uh, it's time to feel good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you've got some great deals for our zone li- listeners. $25 for the cryotherapy, 75 for the IV drip, and 49 for the hyperbaric oxygen treatment. Let's talk about that for a second. What, uh, what are some uses for that? How can that benefit
5: folks? Yeah, so here at Restore, we talk a lot about democratizing wellness. And that to us means making these modalities available and affordable to everybody. And hyperbaric is a really good sort of data point for us. Hyperbaric oxygen has been used for decades in the medical community to treat wounds and brain injuries, Um, but it's also a a really common application for some types of cancers. But if you go to the hospital, this will cost you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars per treatment. And here at Restore and and for the Zone listeners, we're doing $25 for your first treatment. Awesome. And so it it can really help with brain brain health um, and help you recover from injuries that you may have had. But if if you haven't had any dramatic brain injuries... Um, or any wounds that aren't healing, Um, it's just a really good preventative way to give your body the oxygen that it needs and start feeling a lot better. A lot of our customers come in because they've got some brain fog or not able to sort of perform and think as clearly as they once could. And oftentimes oxygen is the answer to that.
2: You know, what uh, I think is cool, and you said this earlier, is that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff has been around for a little bit, but only the rich and famous or the athletes or, or whatever could really afford it. And now, thanks to you guys, you don't have to be Gordon. (laughs) <laughs> to to get that's some right. of this treatment and take better care of yourself. You don't have to be rich and famous.
5: Yeah, that's right. And we also take HSA cards, uh, making it awesome. even more affordable and accessible to the community.
2: All right. So the, the website, find out more info, restore.com, or you can simply call 385 255 cryo That's 385 255 cryo Brody, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have uh, Bowler, who's here in the house, up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: This, this this is
2: Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what
1: you want. Joining us from Las Vegas, the Mountain West Conference Preseason Player of the Year,
0: Sam Merrill. My co-host here, Scotty, he owns a home in Bountiful. Is there some kind of status that comes with stop being it, it. from Bountiful or, or raised in Bountiful? <laughs> stop. I've only been there for three That's years. A,
1: Bountiful is, yeah, it's a great place. I don't, I mean, Scotty's not the best guy in the world, but he's all right. <laughs> pretty good commentator, pretty good radio guy.
0: So, See, I, I would guess it's the land of media Mediocre people, I guess. Loose morals, but... Wow!
1: <laughs> this got out of hand fast. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.